Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demo Listen. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent forms of music that people send in to us. Typically, it's our first time hearing the releases in question, and we honestly react to whatever it is that we're hearing. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't, but we don't uh, strive to be professional critics, tastemakers, or make objective value judgments here. We just want to put new stuff in front of you and encourage you to interact with it however you see fit. If we like something, if we don't like something, it's totally immaterial. If you like something, buy a record, go support a band, buy a t-shirt, do whatever you feel is necessary. Don't take our opinions to heart. If you do, that's on you, not on us. The format of the show is very simple as well. We have 10 bands in the queue every every week. Everything is listener submitted. We roll some dice and randomly select usually between five and seven bands per episode to listen to. If you want to submit something, it's demolistenpodcast at gmail.com. Just make sure the release is a year or less old from the time of submission. If you want to become a Patreon, supporter it's patreon.com slash demo listen podcast if you want to call in it's 260-222-8341 just keep your message a minute or a minute or under um, or shoot us a text if you don't believe that you can be brief uh, sorry that we've been gone for a couple weeks I got really sick it wasn't COVID I tested two three times it probably was it was it was a f- the flu which is also going around uh, <clears throat> my girl and I both got sick at the same time and I got stuck in Michigan for like uh I don't know, a week, a little over a week. Um, and then you went home to PA, and then there was a show. So been a busy couple of weeks. Somebody posted in the Demolition Facebook group that anytime we don't post for more than a week, their assumption is that whenever we stop doing the show, there won't be an announcement. We'll just go just be done. We'll just go quietly into that night, that dark night, and just be done. So they always worry that like oh, that was the last, that was the last episode. Yeah. Uh, but this time you're safe. You're probably correct in that assumption. There won't be a lot of pomp and circumstance whenever we decide to stop doing the show. Uh, I hate missing episodes. I hate missing. I, I hate missing episodes too. It bums me out. Uh, so I'm sorry we were sick. I'm sorry that we had uh, familial and other obligations to attend to, but we're back. We're back in the swing of things. What your eyes just went wide? Did you just see something shocking? I did actually. Okay, what was it? So I've been watching Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm only like five episodes. Right, I'm on. I'm on like episode eight or nine. Okay, of okay. the first season. I'm gonna say. Yeah. It's pretty much what I remember. What it looks like. What I remember. What yeah, for like. sure. Yes. Um, and uh, it's not good. It's not good, but, but it I'm is in, pretty awesome. I'm pretty into it, man. I'm like, pretty invested. I, I don't have I don't have much more. It's not I can't binge it. Yeah, no, 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 no. I can watch like an episode and a half. Yeah, you know what I mean. Usually, like halfway through the second episode, I'm like, because they're not short episodes either. Like what, forty six minutes or something? Dude, they like were that. hour long. So yeah. they're like full on for like forty eight minute yeah, episodes, yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. they are fucking long. Dude, they're it's wild how just like plot of the week they are. And the crazy shit that they get into, like the fucking old like greaser gang, dude. <laughs> like, dude. So that's the one, right? The yeah. fucking gang. Yeah. That's basically he just gets his ass handed to him <laughs> the whole fucking episode. Yes, exactly. Like what we Jeffrey Combs about. is in. That yes, episode. he is. He is. Dude, George R. R. Martin is involved in, in writing episodes yeah. and stuff. Consulting. He, yeah, so I was going to say he's going to finish the fucking book. I was going to say he's in the he's the story consultant for like the whole season. Right. Uh, and he wrote, you know, at least a, at least one episode fully. And he shows up in person yeah. in episode two. Yeah, he's in the he's in the beginning in the train sitting right. there. He's the guy that right. that uh, ignores the right. the guy. Yeah. And there's like character actors popping up. Yeah. Tony Longo shows up in yeah. the same episode with Jeffrey Combs. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the actor's name. The guy that played Eight Ball in Full Metal Jacket. Oh yeah, he's yeah, in yeah, episode yeah. two. Yep, yep. Right. Yes. It's uh, 
There's a lot of stock footage of the beast running through. There is. I told you there's a lot of Vincent trucking through the sewers. I remembered that. And, like, dude, I just love how, how, (laughs) like, dude, the episode, I think it is in episode two where he goes to, like, his secret place. And you know it's going to play, factor into the episode later, Mm -hmm. where he talks about how he was, that he would play there as a child and you could hear the whispers from the world above. Yes. And yet when it's pertinent, and earlier in the episode, you just kind of hear, like, you know, yeah. uh, an indiscernible sort of din mm-hmm. coming from the uh, the above world. Mm-hmm. But later when it becomes relevant to the plot, he's in that room and old girl is in trouble. He can hear the conversation like he was standing right is that, there. Is that the one? Is that the one with? Uh, That's the second episode. It's the second episode. The, it's with they, where they have like the defenders. Yeah. Yeah. You know and I then mean? he shows up and like the dude, the, 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 the fucking like vigilante beast. Yeah. 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 Whoops his ass. Yeah, he whoops his ass, dude. And then falls to his death <laughs> yeah, yeah. in, like, a fucking bottomless pit yeah, on yeah. New York City. <laughs> dude, yeah. It's it's sick, dude. The show is, and, is and, great. And there's such fucking strong friend zone incel vibes going on. For sure. Beast is so down on his luck. Cause he, he, I know. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. He's so fucking beast. Vincent? Yes. He's so mopey. I know. He does get to fuck eventually, though. Do you, are you sure? I'm positive of this. Okay. I know he eventually gets to hit. I don't know if he does. He does, dude. They, he does eventually get to hit. It, it looks like he's a long way from getting hit. <laughs> he is right now. It's but By episode eight. But tr- trust me, dude. He gets there. He dude, there's an episode... <laughs> Well, the intro fucking kills me too. Yeah, like I'm trying to learn it word for word. Oh yeah, That's because a good the goal, intro's yeah. fucking hysterical. Yes, it's great. Where yeah. You hear Vincent's voiceover where he talks about her world is the world of the surface, right? A world of fear, yeah, right, yeah. But it's like motherfucker, you're the one living in a goddamn hole in the ground <laughs> with your old man, yeah. terrified. Sure, right. These yeah. people up top are living their fucking lives. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, they get fucking murdered and shit, and right. shit happens. But there's so many of them, they don't give a fuck. Sure, yeah. You just keep it pushing. Statistics, it's numbers. Yeah. You guys are down here crying ass in this stinking ass <laughs> fucking hole. Yeah, for sure. Right? right? Yeah, dude. <laughs> right? And then it switches over to Catherine, and, and, and she talks about his world, a world of peace, right. free from fear and hate. Yeah. But then she says at the very end, for we share a bond that is greater than love or friendship. And even though we can never be together, right. we will never be apart. Right. I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But eventually. I hope Vincent doesn't hear that. Yeah, yeah for sure, dude. There's an episode, I don't know if you're there yet, where there's this fucking idiot fucking, like, like it's like an IRA episode. Okay. I don't know if I have seen that one. Dude, there's this Irish author. Okay. And she comes to the States. And I don't know why, but she's apparently... <coughs> I don't know, apparently famous for writing some fucking book right? that, of course, fucking Vincent has read. Sure. Right? Of course. And quotes, <laughs> of course. quotes all the time. Right. Right. right? Sure. And sees his relationship with fucking Catherine in it. He's an erudite and learned beast. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and, but, but totally ignorant <laughs> of how things go up top. Uh, evidently, yes. And, and, and this fucking annoying-ass author, the, the, the way she's played is, like, she's very... Um, She's very smug, okay, and humble brags a lot, yeah, and constantly quotes her own work. That's sick. Oh, <laughs> like, constantly, <laughs> dope. And so Catherine's hanging out with this dude, yeah, and and like 
Vincent's picking up on her fucking love vibes with his fucking mind control. Right. And and he's like groaning at home. And he's like <laughs> sitting in a chair like sulking and he just can't fucking stand it. I love how she's constantly just like flitting from dude to dude and yeah. Vincent's like, oh no. I know. He can you feel know? everything and she feels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I bet. For sure. I love, I also love how that's never really expounded upon in terms of like what the mechanics of that are, how that bond is established, right. why it exists no and it just is it just sort of kind of it just kind of comes into play when it's needed in the plot uh-huh. and then you get the stock footage of him just fucking barreling uh-huh. through the sewers and then he busts through a wall wherever he's needed uh-huh. or uh-huh. comes through a window like in the episode well, that's where the, the old other people th- are getting evicted that's the fucking other thing is apparently every building is con- you, like yes right conveniently connected to the deep deep yeah. deep sewers that they live in <laughs> right yes yeah. through a hole in a brick wall that no one's noticed before. Because well, these sewers are also, they're they are not just subterranean, they're below the subway system, right? And they're below the actual sewer system uh-huh. as well. Uh-huh. So, dude, just ser- simply the amount of time it would take to traverse <laughs> to get to wherever you needed to go. Right. In the five boroughs, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, holy fuck, dude. They're, logistically, there's no way. I mean, I can only suspend disbelief to a certain extent. I can, I can accept an empathic, telepathic lion man. Sure, yes. Right? Dude, every time I see it, I also think of the fucking pinball machine. Lion man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, every yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Dude, this conversation, nobody gives a fuck about. <laughs> I, don't, I don't fucking care. Yes. I'm ready to just talk about Beauty and the Beast. I like. know, for sure. So we, need, we need to do the Beauty and the Beast cast. So, so here's what uh, it got me looking. Okay. They fucking remade it. Oh, yes, I know. They did a fucking CW version of it in, like, 2016. I also read about this. And it looks so much more, like, it's, like, come on. That's not what he should look like. That's not a beast. You have to make him an ugly, horrible beast It's a fucking handsome model man with a square jaw and yellow eyes. Yeah. Make him a beast man. Exactly. You have to make him a beast man. What the fuck? Because I'll tell, because when eventually Vincent does get to hit you're like holy shit she fucked that beast man. i know i you know, know what I mean? but here it's like well, here it's like of course dude man. of course she fucked the of beast of course man. you fucked the beast man of course right yeah it's like if you came home and your dog suddenly looked like fucking henry cavill <laughs> of course you're gonna fuck him <laughs> right yeah of course you come home there's your dog looking like henry cavill fucking stroking <laughs> right sure. <laughs> Right, yeah. like, what the fuck? Yeah, sure, what can you do? You know what I mean? At that point, it's out of your hands, right. essentially, right? Yeah, for sure. But when, when Vincent eventually gets it in, everyone's like, my man. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you wonder what it fucking looks like. Like a fucking like matted dreadlock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know he wasn't prepared for no, this. No, not at all. You know? Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> fucking big old piss dread hanging <laughs> off the end. <laughs> So I guess we should talk about music a little bit. Um, I just wanted to say, uh, so I booked the gum restraining order tour in Fort Wayne. It was a good time. Go see that. I think they're on tour for a little bit, and I know uh, there's some, it crosses over with a fiddlehead tour at some point. So They're playing Detroit's. Friends up in fucking South Bend. We're talking about going to Detroit this weekend to see that. Okay, cool. So if you're hearing this, there's still plenty of time to catch the, the both bands in your area at some point. Gum remains one of my favorite bands to watch live. They're they're they always put on a great show, and they are doing a thing that we've mentioned on the show before is uniquely their own. There is DC in it, they, like there's Swizz in it. There's some Rev Summer stuff in it. Mm-hmm. There is hardcore of the moment. 
there is weird little bits of 90s alt rock in it, and it all hits in a way that is incredibly satisfying, and they're wildly tight live. 14 episodes. 14 episodes. That's how many episodes of Beauty and the Beast George R.R. R. Martin wrote. That's crazy, dude. That's like 25% that of is the episode. crazy <laughs> that he wrote 14 episodes uh, yeah, of Yeah, like, like a quarter of the show. That's wild as fuck. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> um, but anyway, thanks to those guys for coming through. It was a good time. I'm also going to tell everybody now, 11-9, uh, November 9th, I'm booking uh, the off date of the gel tour in Fort Wayne, Indiana. There is another Indiana date in Bloomington. I think it's, it's like one of the first dates of the show. But uh, if you're in northern Indiana, if you're in Michigan, whatever, this will be uh, in a small space. It will be with gel. And I think Initiate um, <coughs> is hopping on it as well. It should be a very good time. I'll have more details hammered out soon, and I'll get a flyer up and post it on the Internet. But you heard it here first, 11-9. Mark it on your calendar if you're within two or three hours of here and listen to the show. Come out. It will be very good um and that's all i got yeah i got nothing else i just wanted to plug a sh plug a show and shout out the one that already happened yeah other I, than that i'm ready to jump in okay we well, got I a lot of music to, to get through. Let's, let's get to it okay i'm gonna be thinking about beauty and the beast the whole it'll time, probably though. come up and i will definitely put it on when i get home tonight. i'm looking i'm looking at oh my god dude i didn't tell you about the fucking art i found no you didn't holy shit i found a whole like a like an old fucking geocities type website uh-huh that's like a virtual museum of Beauty and the Beast. Okay. Oh, I got to send like, you a link. It's, it's like amazing. fan art? Dude, it's shirts from conventions and oh, stuff. Oh, sick. See, now, so I've been thinking about this as well. I need to get my hands on some official well, Beauty and the Beast Well, I'm going to tell you right now. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. Uh, there's no way in the world any of these shirts would fit me. Yeah, 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 sure. Uh, I, I, Yeah. I would love to have one. Yeah, no doubt, man. Like, I, I also was thinking about this because it's been a minute since I've d dipped my toes in the bootleg game. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, it's so saturated now. Everyone's doing anime stuff, comic book stuff, yeah, music stuff, bullshit. whatever, right? But I bet nobody's ever done a Beauty and the Beast shirt. We should do a Beauty and the Beast We should do a Beauty and the Beast shirt. I'll work on one. For sure, because it would be fucking great, yeah. dude. To do just like a bootleg-style Beauty and the Beast shirt, dude, I would I would go in for that. I got to find the link. I'll send it to you, but these, these shirts are unfucking real because you can tell it's just like somebody fucking hand-drawing, like line-drawing of Beauty and, uh, uh, of Catherine and fucking Vincent. That's as it should be. Right. That's as it should and be. And it's like, <laughs> it's like hand-screen-printed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's get into the queue this week. Uh, first up, we have got uh, a returning a returning band that we both really liked, Class, from Tucson, Arizona. I spun uh, But Who's Reading Me a lot after we heard it on this show earlier this year. This is uh, a new LP that's coming out. If you've got nothing, they have just one song streaming right now. This was sent in to us by uh, Sam. Then we have got Barricade with Apocalypse Joyride. This was sent in by Ryan, who plays in the band, said that there's some older fellas from Denton, Texas, playing uh, thrash and D-beat-influenced hardcore that he thinks is pretty good, and uh, he figured he'd send it our way. Then we have Cream Soda uh, with their release Fiction. Uh, this is a band out of Sydney, Australia. It was sent in by Clifford, who said that they're playing <coughs> kind of Japanese-style metallic hardcore stuff. Right. It looks like everything is written in Japanese uh, on here as well. Um, I think, you know, Deathside, Bastard, Lip Cream, Gauze, Judgment, Systematic Death are all quoted in the description here. Um 
Oh, and it looks like the uh, the the write up is actually written by uh, Jackie from Frampton too. So there you go. Um, then we have got four hundred and thirty steps with lights out. This was sent in by Jake. Um, said that it's a band, a hardcore punk band out of Orlando, Florida, that is playing hardcore. Um, that has a little bit of something for everyone. We'll see about that. We're hard sells. Then we have Bloody Flag with their self-titled release. This is out on Bunker Punks, Bunker Punks Discs and Tapes. It was sent in by Eric. Um, I don't really know what this is all about. I have to imagine it's like some, some disc rocker shit just based on looking at it. Then we have got Boot Camp with their uh, self-titled demo. This was sent in by Zach. Don't know anything about it. Uh, it's out on Pokey's Records out of Iowa City. Mm-hmm. Then we have got Inner Peace with their 23 demo. Uh, I've talked about this band on the show before. I've heard this. This is a band from Indianapolis, Indiana. We'll talk about them more if we land on them. This was sent in by Mike from Saren. Then we have got Social Pressure with their self-titled debut EP. Um, <coughs> this was sent in by Dustin, who plays in this band. Uh, the art is some um, Keith Cave's artwork. It's fucking awesome. It is a direct rip of like the abused artwork um that tells me that i'm probably gonna like this then we have got serpent speech with their self-titled release not the serpent speech that existed in toledo that our buddy will played in like a decade plus ago Mm. this is a different band out of washington um this was sent in by joey he said they're playing like later entombed style death and roll which i usually don't like uh but maybe maybe Uh, you know i i i kind of um at least Wolverine Blues. I like I've Wolverine come, Blues I've, a lot. I've come back around on that. Yes, record. I like that record a lot, man. Uh, after that, I can't really hang with it. Helicopters? I, like the helicopters? Helicopters are good, yes. Helicopters are actually good. Um, then we've got uh, Finally Psych War with Demo 23. This is a band out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It was sent in by Sutton. Again, uh, okay, this is out on Sore Mind. So, again, I have to assume this is like some crusty DB stuff mm-hmm. just by looking at mm-hmm. it and the label it's associated with. Mm-hmm. So, uh, let's roll the dice. Before we go oh, holy shit. There you 65 go. 65 bucks for that 65 shit. bucks, huh? I bet I could talk him down on Look it. Look at that. That's not fucking bad, that. though, dude. That Look is not that. bad. Look how small it is on this shirt. Yes. Right? Yeah, everything about that is exactly what you would want. 1989. Right. Oh, yeah, that's a beautiful tee, dude. And then here's the website, dude, that I found. Okay. It's called uh, (coughs) treasurechambers.com. Okay. Treasurechambers.com, dude. Look at this fucking one. Jesus, Kingdom by the Sea Revisited. That's so fuck. That. The romance continues. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it does. It sure fucking does. He's going to get that hairy old cob out. <laughs> oh, sure man. fucking does. Look at this one. Oh, holy shit, dude. Oh, my God. How much do you want? Victim of CBS beast abuse. Oh, my God, dude. I and have to. Vincent in, like, fucking bondage and chains. Dude, I want that so fucking <laughs> no. bad. Too bad it resides in this fucking Fuck. woman's online collection. Look at this. They're He's sit- sitting in a computer. Yeah, they're sitting in front of the computer together, dude. Whole, it, it, the Beauty and the Beast in cyberspace. Yes, dude. God, dude, this is a truly an incredible collection of T-shirts, man. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know. Yeah, I want to recreate some of these, dude. Kingdom by the Sea, the romance continues. <laughs> fucking keep going. Dude, so sick, man. Oh, that one's incredible, man. Look Fuck at, yes. Look at her wobbly face. Yeah, dude. Her face. She's not looking. Catherine's not looking so good, dude. No, she's got some swelling. Yeah. <laughs> she's turning into a fucking beast. Yeah. She fucked him too many times. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's sitting in a fucking, he's all sullen. Sitting in a fucking building crying about his fucking old lady. Oh man, I gotta find some of these. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it my mission to track down. Dude, if you find these. any two or threes, you oh know. yeah, of course, yeah, dude, no, yeah, no. There fresh. had to been some fatties wearing. Oh these. yes, of course, there dude. had to been some fatties wearing these fucking. A- and shirts. the fact that this is in the '90s gives me hope, you know, because uh-huh. you get some bigger boxier T-shirts, and that that was the style Look in the at, '90s. Th- that looks that like one's crazy. This looks dude. like some fucking heavy rocker. Yes, like disc. Shit. Yes, it does, dude. That looks like this a, looks like a demo that's yes. gonna get submitted. <laughs> yes, it really does, the 19- dude. 1991 National Beauty and the Beast fan convention. That looks fucking awesome, dude. Somebody needs to use that as demo art. That is so fucking cool, man. <laughs> okay, dude, we have to listen to some music. Okay. We have to listen to some music. <laughs> we could stay on this. Oh, my God. <laughs> Great expectations. A world of dancing lights. Oh, holy shit. That's good. Dude, what the hell? He fucking drove women crazy. Yeah, he did, man. There's something about him. A gentle but ugly man. Yeah. <laughs> Gentle but ugly man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what's what's up what's up right. first tonight? Nine. Okay, nine is serpent speech, so we're kicking it off with some some death and roll. Uh the first and last song were both recommended to us. We'll just start at the uh first song. Although New Level, the second song is what they have queued up to play, but whatever. Joey said that he believes that the true riffs are held within the first and second first and last songs on here. So we're gonna listen to The Wretch by Serpent Speech off their self titled debut EP.
right. We just heard the song The Wretch by Serpent Speech off their self-titled debut EP. How'd you feel about it? I think that this is a perfect example uh-huh. of a band that I would, it would hook me if I saw it live. Sure, yeah. Right? Yeah. This wasn't bad. No, it wasn't bad. Sure. Fucking later entombed. Yeah, there was a lot of that, Pretty particularly in, in the middle chunk in the middle of this. chunk of this, right? Yes. Um, but just hearing it, yeah, I don't know. For sure. It wasn't bad. I liked it. It was fine. There was some interesting things in there. Yeah. But I think if I saw them pull this off live and it sounded fucking good. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in the exact same spot with this. I, I felt exactly the same way. I really don't have anything to add to this. I thought that it was perfectly competently done. There were maybe some production choices that I didn't quite agree with. There were some issues with this that, um, I don't know, not everything was hitting me exactly how I wanted it to. But overall, there were some good riffs in here. Uh, kept the pace up pretty well. When it did delve into some artier, more melodic parts, I didn't think that it was a misstep. They did a pretty good job with that stuff. Um, the intro and outro both felt like they added to the song just fine. Um, overall, pretty good. If I saw this live and it was great, if they executed this perfectly and fucking ripped, yeah, I'm rocking with this a lot harder. On recording, it's just fine. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, cool. Let's let's keep it moving. Look at this one. Look <laughs> <laughs> fucking look at look at her jaw, man. She got the mumps. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, she's looking worse for the wear. Fucking dude. Here's another thing I don't understand, right? Uh-huh. Number one. Vincent. Yeah. Adult. No. Uh-huh. His dad. Adult. Sure. I've only ever seen kids in the tunnels. Aside from those two, I uh, know I see I see some I see, I've oh, seen. Oh wait, there was like a there was like a woman. Yeah, there's there's like one scene where they're kind of panning through the tunnels and like there's <laughs> there's some adults kind of working. They're doing some I don't know what the fuck they're doing. They're they're scraping mud. They're they're, they're, they're tearing down the clothes to get the threads so they can make their own medieval fabric right. arts. <laughs> Which is I don't understand again. Why are they? Dressed I don't like understand that. that. They are fully, not only are they aware of the world above. They are utterly reliant on it. And they're also of it. Right. You know what I mean? It's right. not so like, it's like they came down there. Right. right yeah. they, they come down there, the lost and the hopeless. Yes. Vincent's dad, who. He's a doctor. He's, a, medical he's a medical doctor. doctor. Yes. And right. maybe he founded the tunnel. It's very possible. Right. He right. seems to be the village elder. Yes. Right. So he's yeah. the fucking, he's the fucking you know, man in charge. Yeah, and yet he's wearing like a cloak and a leather And vest. he's wearing like yes. a cloak and a, and, a, and a tabard. Yes, he has full like of pouches. And yes. pouches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has, yes, exactly. He has tinctures and fucking right. he, So he's like, I got all this comfy shit that fits me up top. Right, yeah. But you know what? Yeah. This is how we do it down here. <laughs> right? Yeah, I guess he's it's... He's like, look at this, look at this illuminated medieval manuscript. Right. We're going to dress like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know we can't find those clothes anymore, and we can find all sorts of shit up top. Right. But that's what we got to do. <laughs> okay. All right. What's, what's next? Seven. Okay. Seven is Inner Peace with their uh, 23 demo. They came out with a demo last year, then they came out with another demo this year. Uh, I imagine some of our listeners have probably heard this. Uh, they've been playing a fair amount of shows, not just locally and regionally, but doing a little bit of light touring. People seem to like this band quite a lot. The song that uh, was suggested to us by uh, the submitter is the last song on here, Guts. Um, So we'll go with Mike's suggestion. We're going to hear Guts by Inner Peace off of their 23 demo.
All right, that was Guts by Inner Peace off their 23 demo. How'd you feel about that? I liked it. Sick. I like that a lot. It's very good. Here's something that uh, this falls squarely into, and I think it's I, I, we talked about this, you know, this this trend, but there's a real sort of like uh, indiscernible melange of culture. Yes, in hardcore right now, for sure. Yeah, right. Like like everything is all fucking tangled up. Yeah, right. And it wasn't always that way. Right. Very much not. But there's a lot of really cool shit happening where there's just a bunch of different fucking perspectives and a bunch of different sounds getting all fucking tangled up. Yes. Yeah. I don't know what you call this other than just hardcore punk. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, this but is- it, it is clearly not 80s inspired hardcore punk. Not exactly. Yeah. It's like, you know, For sure. it's not fucking like metallic hardcore. Right. It's not metalcore. Yeah. Right? It's just sort of this fucking jumble of shit. Yes. And when you look at the people in the band, looks like a jumble of fucking shit. Right. Like, I've never seen five people that more, look more like fucking podunk townies in a cool hardcore band than in that fucking picture. <laughs> right sure. There. So there's, and and the what you're speaking about is very represented in like the, the bona fides and the credentials of everybody involved. So Tyler, the dude in the Dark Throne shirt, he played in Zodiacs, who mm-hmm. we just had on the Patreon episode, and has played in a bunch of bands. Uh-huh. He played in FYC's, Fine Young Casuals. He's played in a bunch of good bands. I don't think he's ever been in a bad band. Um, and then Draco, who sings for this band, is a rapper. Right. right. He's a rapper I've played a bunch of shows with who has been coming to hardcore shows and appreciating hardcore for a long time, and I think... Uh, everybody that was friends with him was like, why don't you just sing for a hardcore band? Like, you're a really good rapper. He is, by the way. If you like modern rap, you will probably like Draco's shit. He's really fucking good. One of the best rappers out of Indiana, period. Um, And he brings that swagger both to the live performances and to his delivery on this, and it works really well because it's not like just some dude trying... This isn't E-Town Concrete. This is not Downset. This is a dude who is a rapper by trade. Like, he is a real, actual rapper rapping over hardcore, which he also knows about and enjoys. So it's a really interesting and fairly novel approach because, again... Even in the rap core that we've heard delivered, it's usually bouncier, you know, bordering on new metal at times, yep. like with Downset and E-Town and shit like that. This is hardcore punk with a motherfucker rapping over Right. And it's fucking awesome. And, and, then, and then Tyler, uh, play who plays drums in this, also played drums in, like, LIB uh, and has played in other bands. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, there's people, everybody involved in this, you know, Bill from Kiddo and mm-hmm. various other bands um, recorded and mixed this. My buddy Matt. Uh, yeah, our Matt buddy Leifler, Matt. Yeah, mastered it, you know. So there's a bunch of people with their fingers on this coming from different backgrounds that all kind of collide, as you mentioned, and I think that this is one of the more interesting bands playing hardcore punk in the Midwest right now. Yeah. Like, I was just talking about how, like, gum is this strange mix of stuff that works really well, even though it shouldn't. And many times, people who try to replicate something like that just don't have the skill level to do it. These people all have a long track record doing what they do very well and have come together to make something that is genuinely unique, very of the moment, in a way that's actually cool, and I like a lot. Yeah, this was fucking sick. Yeah, it's a, this is a very good very good tape that I think is long gone, uh, but I imagine, I have to imagine, they will get picked up by like a label and this will get a proper vinyl release at some point in the near future. They played a bunch of shows with MS Paint. They're on a bunch of cool people's radars. I right. imagine this will be bigger than it is in short order. So. Fourth song's called Stop Trying Heroin? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. For sure. Yes. Fuck. Why? What is there to try? Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna try. Yeah. Why? <laughs> wise words. Wise words from Draco for sure. Um, all right. What's uh, What's next? Four. 
Okay, four is 430 Steps with Lights Out. This is a band out of Orlando, Florida. Uh, was sent in by Jake. I've plugged Jake on the show before. Check out his artwork on Instagram. He's at Chainsaw Cherub. Um, he did some cool flyer art for uh, for me. He did like the last Bug House show flyer. He also did the Colossal Man demo artwork. He does good stuff. Hire him to do some work. Uh, this tattoo is fucking insane. And I, <laughs> I wish I had that so bad. Dude, the line work, like, that is that is a perfect tattoo. Yeah, that is a perfect tattoo. That's sure. a perfect tattoo. I'm right? sure nobody in our listenership needs this explained it's to a them, shirt, but it's, a, it's, it's a shirtless Vincent. Shirtless Vincent. Yeah. Starring Ron Perlman as the beast. <laughs> right. Yes, right? for sure. Nobody knows what he looks like without a shirt on. No, nobody knows. I assume but that, he's hairier than that. Yeah, I, I would assume Given what so. I've seen on his, his arms and his hands. I would love to run into a bitch with a Vincent tattoo, Of dude. course. Like, Fuck, man. She's got to be dead by now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no doubt, dude. I'm sure right. the years weren't kind to her. No, man. I mean, you got to figure that this is 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's sure. fucking dead. Yeah, no doubt. There ain't no fucking way. No doubt. Right? There's no fucking way she ain't dead. <laughs> so this band, 430 Steps, um, I must say I don't like the light. I don't like the look of uh, the artwork. I don't really particularly like the look of the band. You have to stop bringing up pictures of this shit, dude. dude these are dolls. We're never going to get... Vincent yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this fucking thing. <laughs> look at this one. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I'm going to have to put a link to this in the show notes. <laughs> it looks like he's a corpse. <laughs> Somehow they made a doll look like a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it looks like you want you to kill him. Uh, <laughs> living in the sewers is giving me stage five bone cancer. Please kill me. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to definitely put a link to this in the show notes. Um, but uh, anyway, we, we have to stop looking at this. We can't. No, but we have to because I have to, I have to talk about this band. I have to talk about 430 Steps from Orlando, Florida. Okay. Um, take a look at the 430 Steps, if you don't mind. Like he's a trickster. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh fuck, man! You can't keep looking at this, man. You cannot keep looking Here at this. Here he is, fucking dude. rubbing one out. <laughs> it's can't. the same dog. <laughs> yeah, right, you can't keep looking. What, which at one? This. Are, what one are we on? What were you talking about? Four hundred and thirty steps from Orlando, Florida, <laughs> with lights out. Okay. <laughs> um, I, I was just saying, I don't like the look of it particularly. Okay. Um, there is. A, let's see. There's a song that was uh, "Invisible Enemy" is what we're su we're supposed to listen to. Jake said that there's something on this record for everybody. 
Uh, well, there's something on the cover for everybody. Yeah, there is something on the cover for everybody. Like I said, I don't, I don't like how the cover looks. I don't really like that collage style. And the Ooh, band, dude. the band themselves look like it looks rough. Don't you know do that. Saying? Don't fucking ham it up. No, don't ham it up, and also don't. You're wear not in it. fucking space. Hog. Also, don't wear what you're wearing. All right. Um, but okay, let's. Uh, we're gonna hear Invisible Enemy. We're gonna let the music speak for itself. We're gonna set our biases aside for a moment. So we're gonna hear Invisible Enemy by 430 Steps off of Lights Out. Uh, it's hard to focus on anything except for the image in front of us here, but that was, you can't click this while we're about to talk about this. You have to, at least for the moment, at least for the time being, you have to stop looking at the Vincent dolls because we have to speak about this band okay. while it's still fresh on our mind. Please don't show me the one in its underwear, dude. Or jean shorts. What are those, Daisy Dukes? Yeah, he's wearing some, it's, it's, it's look at those. <laughs> he's ripped he's to shreds, dude. Ripped, he's ripped dude. to shreds. Okay. <clears throat> so that was the song Invisible Enemy by the band 430 Steps out uh, out of Orlando, Florida off their release, Lights Out. Got to give them props for doing a proper 12-song release on this. Um, this wasn't as bad as I expected it to be, just like looking at the art and the assembly of people here. Yeah. It also didn't do anything for me, but I felt it was very competently delivered. The assertion that there's something for everybody on this record is probably somewhat true. It also maybe works against it, in my opinion. It's distinctly modern, but there's like some classic New yeah, York yeah, bounce yeah. in there, and there's little flourishes of like melody here and there. There's also a lot of kind of what I would call like the post turnstile effect, where there's like 
production choices and groove in this that is very distinctly influenced by Turnstile. It's a thing that you don't see happening as often as you might imagine because Turnstile is actually a fairly difficult band to imitate, but this is doing its best at certain parts uh, to varying degrees of success. This is for a different guy than me, I think, but it was competently delivered, and that's really the best thing I can say about this. This is nothing I would ever put on. If it were on a car, in a car, I wouldn't ask what it is. You know what I mean? It was just fine. It was very middle of the road, uh, but everybody here was doing a good job at playing their instruments and writing a song. You know, there's yeah. there nothing here offensive. Here's, here, here's what uh, this is. This is the deciding factor because uh-huh. everything you said is just is fucking true. Right, right. There's some fucking good callbacks to fucking '80s New York. Sure. Right. There's some good callbacks to some classic eras. Here it is. Too much fucking rock star shine on it. Mm-hmm. Make these fucking dudes look like goons, like the people in Inner Peace. Sure, yes. Right? Yeah. And don't front load it with all the fucking slick. Yeah. And I bet you have a totally different fucking vibe. For sure, man. I, I want I want this in a much rawer format yeah. with a lot of the flourishes that are in this just totally deleted. Right. And but not even that, but not even sonically. Sure, yeah, it's exactly just, just in how it how it fronts itself sure. and, and and like visually. Right. Yeah, I don't need st- a bad sunglasses. I don't need a stupid green leather no, jacket. No, and that's you know the thing, I mean? dude, like, is like the the the, the weird like honestly, dude. Yeah. It's we fuck it. It's it is a shitty thing to say, but it's the fucking truth. Yeah. You're not fucking cool. Stop trying to look like you are. Stop trying to look yeah. like you're a fucking fight club. Exactly. What the fuck? Yeah, for sure. Just don't be an asshole. Right. I'm an asshole, but I look like a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> right? Sure. Sure. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. Right. These guys, they're trying to fucking be something that they're not. And that's what fucking kicks this a little bit too far. Yeah, I would agree. And it's it's uh it's a sign of it's a sign of the things musically that also yes, don't appear. Yes, that's what I'm saying. You know it, I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah. It, it, it indicates to me a exactly what i A little bit of detachment. I'm, yes, exactly. Just a, a little, little bit of detachment from the fucking basement. Right, exactly. Um, all right, what's next? What's next is this yes, handmade okay. doll of Vincent. There he is yes. again with his weird pinched face. Sure, yeah. And Catherine, look at the fucking jawline on Catherine. <laughs> Looks like she's been chewing on fucking tennis balls. <laughs> Cut those fucking! Oh my good lord! There's a little. That's Ka- that's Vincent and Catherine's baby. Yeah, that's dude. The do baby. they have a fucking family? So they do eventually. Holy shit! Pre- they have a family. I'm pretty sure eventually. Look at that fucking baby! I'm pretty sure they do get. They she he does get her pregnant. Dude, I would. Da- you you know what? Yeah. You can understand uh-huh. why like peasants and shit back in the day. Yeah, just took their babies out and dashed them on the rocks. I mean, yeah, sure. I what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no doubt, dude. What <laughs> am I supposed to do with this yeah. thing? Look at it. Yeah, for sure. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> There's literally no support system here and um I'm going to be stuck with this thing until I'm dead. Yeah. No. No way. No. No way. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell me what band is next. 3 so they must they must actually get it on. I, I I'm can't, telling you. Now man. I, I got to power through. I can't wait to get the later seasons. Okay, so this is uh, Cream Soda with Fiction. This is the band out of Sydney, Australia, who plays Japanese style, uh, you know, DBD crusty Japanese style hardcore shit. Um, let's let's uh, let's see if there was a song recommended to me. Um, 
I don't believe there was. Uh, they have got Mind Imprisoned queued up to play, which is the last song in here. So we're going to listen to Mind Imprisoned by Cream Soda off of Fiction. Okay, that was Mind Imprisoned by Cream Soda off of Fiction. Yeah, that was awesome. That was very much in the style of Japanese D-beat stuff, Burning Spirit style stuff. The, uh, the, the, the band name has to be inspired by Lip Cream. I would have to imagine, yeah. Um, the, the twin guitar leads in there, very Japanese, very fucking sick. Noisy in all the right ways. Um, also... In the write-up here, it mentions that the guy behind this who plays uh, bass and does vocals on this, and I think Wright wrote all of the music, um, one Danny Sano, or Danny Sano, in the 90s he was in a band called Red Stain, and then another band called Deathage, or Death Age, um, in the late 90s. This made me want to check out both of those things, too, because if he's been doing things since the 90s, Death Age. Uh, and he's still hitting this hard with yeah. this shit in yeah, yeah. 2023... I have to imagine he was probably doing something right back then, you know? Death Cage sounds familiar. Death Cage? Yes. Okay, and the translate. I, I have a translated version in front of me, and it says, uh, 
It says death, death. Oh yeah, death cage. There it is. Yeah, I see. It. That I sounds see. familiar. Yeah, I don't know. That uh, that doesn't sound familiar to me, but you were actually around in the 90s and I was not. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that this was really good. This was exactly what it purported to be, and it did a very, very good job of it. How'd you feel about it? It's pretty good. I liked it. I honestly wasn't paying too much attention. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's the problem. Yeah. That's the issue is because now you're looking at sculptures. Dude, somebody made a fucking bronze sculpture. Yeah, I know, and it's pretty fucking good, too. It's not that good. I mean, it's I better mean, it's than I could do. It's a bronze sculpture, dude. Sculpture. I mean, yeah, it's pretty good, dude. Like, Catherine's got some lats, but no ass. No, but, like, you, it would take some degree of, like, you have to know what the fuck you're doing. You have to, to yeah, I mean, you, you definitely you know took I mean? some fucking, like, you know, yes. like, uh... Art center training, yeah, exactly. And bronze sculpture, exactly. Right, yes, but the, but this this website's becoming an issue now because <laughs> 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 because now you can't even comment on the music. It was good. I liked it. It was a perfect fucking backdrop to looking at these fucking dolls and tattoos. <laughs> it sounded fucking great. Right, it's noisy, it's blown yes. out. Yeah. Obviously, Japanese inspired. Yes, Australia's fucking cool. Get it? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's roll the dice again. How many we got left? We got uh, six left. All right. One. Okay, one is class, if you've got nothing. This is an upcoming LP. Uh, I, let's see. I'll, I'll read about who's putting it out uh, as we're listening to the song. Right now, um, they just have one song queued up to play. The whole record comes out on October 6th. So we're going to hear Behind the Ball by Class off of If You've Got Nothing. Oh, yeah, I have the demo from this. Yeah. They, or that, uh, that, that. Uh, but who's reading me? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's fucking awesome. Look back on the era and it's all about 
these images up, dude. <laughs> it's knocking you. Hey, this is fucking great. <laughs> it's, yeah, this was really fucking good. So that was Behind the Ball by Class off of If You've Got Nothing. We already uh, listened to and big up to but who's, but who's Reading Me when we had it on the show uh, mm-hmm. a few months ago. This is great. This is pitch perfect power pop. It sounds like it came out in 1977 in every way. Mm-hmm. This is stuff that I got into very early on in my musical journey because I got into this kind of stuff at the same time I was getting into like 77 UK punk. I was also getting into the mod revival and uh, power pop stuff like the Lambret is the Purple Hearts, uh, all that kind of shit. This is very much in the vein of that kind of shit. It is very, uh, despite the fact that they are from Tucson, Arizona, this is this is rather anglophile. I was going to say, it, it manages to sound British without... S- without sounding, sounding British. British, right? Yes, exactly. But it does sound British, right? Yes. Like nobody's nobody's hamming it up with an accent or anything, like, anything like that. But nonetheless, this sounds like the carpets or any number of like seventy six, yep. seventy seven era power pop punk adjacent stuff. It's recorded perfectly. The tones are great. The songwriting is exactly fucking yep. cued into what they're trying to do. You couldn't nail this better than they just did. It's cool as hell. They're playing. They're playing. The closest they're coming around here. They're playing in Cleveland on yeah. October twenty. 23rd yeah yeah if you're in and they're playing kansas city on october 18th so go see him yeah for sure and And then then they're they're going over to london yeah they're going to london where they where they belong yeah right where they where they so long to go i have to imagine this is really fucking good we liked the last thing i liked this too i'll listen to the whole record when it comes out in a little less than a month let's roll the dice uh one more time at least and then uh, listen to the couple messages that we have all right three Okay, three is boot camp. I'm glad we landed on this just only for the, the, the sake of the fact that it is in, indeed a full-on demo, which I always like. Um, so we are going to listen to uh, Boot Camp 23, the demo by Boot Camp. Let me make sure that there's no particular song recommended to me. There is not. They have the first song queued up to play. It's nice and short. We're going to listen to Nothing Changes by Boot Camp off of their demo. <laughs> Nothing changes by boot camp off of their demo. Fucking rocked. That was very good. Uh, strong opening volley from this band. Perfect embodiment of what I like to hear on this show. Yes, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like this. This is pure fucking basement. Yes, it absolutely. sounds fucking good. It sounds like a fucking blast in the basement. Young folks anger about cops. What's not the fucking like? Yep. Right. What's yep. not the fucking like? Yes. For um. Sure. There's no shine on it. No. You know. There's the re- no pretense. There's no pretense, and yet, th- so the thing that I love the most about 
hardcore punk at its best is the juxtaposition between uh, the sort of the quality of the recording, the quality of the music on its face, and the actual quality of the music when you dig into it. Because if you slow these riffs, riffs down and you break them down, they're really catchy. Like yeah. the progression, the chord progressions in this are fucking great. Like that chorus is a hook. You know right. what I mean? Like that's a hook. Slowed down, presented in a different way. That's a fucking hook. And one thing, I was talking to Scott about this. Um, one thing that I think is, is, broadly missing from a lot of straight up hardcore punk of this variety that we hear is that they forget to write songs, right? Like they forget to write actual songs. It's either like one part with a mosh part tacked on the end, or it's a bunch of parts just kind of thrown together yeah. without any sort of pay attention paid to song craft. At the end of the day, I want to hear like a, a pop rock song structure within the format of hardcore. You go back to all of the best that ever di did it. Agnostic front, early agnostic front, negative approach, certainly fucking minor threat, oh, bad brains, yep. whatever. They're working within a sort of pre-established, simple four-on-the-floor rock format, speeding it up. We talk about it all the time, rock and roll-based hardcore. And the best parts of that are incorporating hooks, repetition, uh, repeated motifs. That's all present here. Even like the brief reprieve and the, like the, the, the stompy mosh part that we get is just for a brief second enough to like let us sit back and take it in and then it goes right back into the fast part. Everything about this is actually, this is what I like about hardcore punk and the fact that it's actually deceptively complex. It's really fucking good. It was very well done. I liked this a lot. We'll check out the rest of this demo yeah, for sure. This was fucking great. In terms of, in terms of, <laughs> I guess, uh, which band would I be, that we heard tonight would I be most excited? Because I don't think we heard anything we didn't like. No. I mean, even the band that we were like, hey, you guys need your stupid fucking jacket, your sure. stupid fucking faces. <laughs> right, fucking, yeah, right? yeah, yeah, sure. Like, that was fine. Yeah, it was fine, yeah. But as far as, like, bands that give me sort of that giddy fucking, oh, yeah, this is sick. Yes. This is the one. Right, it, it does it for me every time. Right. It does it for me every because time. Because this is, you know, for instance, class, if you don't like that, Right. You're an idiot. Sure. You know what I mean? Yes, like, yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like you could take almost anybody to see that band live and be like, damn, that band's really fucking good. You, yeah, you need no history or reference point for e right. the, like punk music or even alternative right. music. But this is fucking awesome, and it also provides a fucking like hurdle to get over. Right. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah, this, yeah, perfe yeah. this perfectly embodies sort of the fucking th the stink and the sweat and the fucking f like, like the fuzz of, of the fucking basement. Right. You know, there's a, there's a little bit you have to work through. Sure. Come on in if you like it. And if you don't, fuck you. Yes. Yeah, exactly. You know? Okay, so let's uh, let's jump into it. We only actually have one voicemail, but we have a fuck ton of text, text messages. Text messages the, uh, is, is where it's been going. Yeah, for sure, which I appreciate. People, people don't like putting their stupid voices up. People are also able to be more succinct, more direct. Yeah, but I like hearing people's stupid voices. I do like hearing people's stupid voices. I mean, don't be discouraged to call, you know, from calling in. We we do like Ray that. doesn't like it when you call. No, I just don't like it when you ramble on and on because that's our job and there's just not enough room for more than two people per episode doing that. Does Catherine die? I don't know. What the she fuck dies. is going on in this I picture? don't know if she dies. Does she... Like, Beast is old and uh -huh. dead... Right. Is that their kid? That must be their kid. Yeah, right. that must be their kid. Imagine. And then he's in heaven with Catherine. Gosh, yeah, man. I don't, fucking, I don't fucking know, dude. I guess we're going to have to find out. I guess we will. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's listen to the voicemail that we have. Hey, what's up, ladies? Uh, I recently saw the band Contempt from Chicago. It's actually my second time seeing them. And I noticed that their singer has uh, gardener's gloves 
that are X up. And I know that Gray has those when he does the Colossal Man thing. My question to you is, is there some sort of straight-edge legacy to the gardener's gloves that I'm not aware of? Or is contempt just biting your style? Thanks. No, there's a legacy there, you're yes, not aware of. Yeah, there, yeah, there is a legacy you're not not aware of. Um, so the first, uh, the first, as far as I'm aware, documented instance of like the the construction or gardeners or work gloves in the pit is in New York. Rabies, most notably, he would play shows with Warzone uh, with the work gloves on, the construction gloves on. Although you may be able to see some earlier pictures of like. Jimmy Gestapo or some other like OG New York guys like moshing with the work gloves on uh, that may predate rabies. I'm not exactly what sure what ground zero is on that. Holy fuck, Vincent's package, <laughs> dude. He's, I know. Like, uh, look how look at the sword. Yeah, yeah. This person is not even trying to hide their horniness. No, I, I, they, they they probably couldn't finish this. Like, yeah, for sure. They were dripping. They were, yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, there is a legacy, and then they got. Uh, adopted uh, by Cleveland, notably in the 90s. There's pictures of integrity uh, with them on, but most notably Confront and then One Life Crew, Mean Steve, would rock them with the big X's. I think that might be the first instance of seeing them specifically like with big fat black X's on the back of them. And Contempt is very much drawing from uh, late 80s, early 90s Clevo stuff. The Colossal Man is doing the same. Uh, so yeah, we're just, we're just drawing from the same influences. There is indeed a long legacy there. His body's glowing. Yes, it is. In the jewels of light. Uh-huh. And the earth below him is starting to shake. <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean? I don't know. I, maybe that's some English as a second language type of shit. Maybe. Okay, so in the text messages, we did have another message that I, Andrew here uh, asked me to just disregard and delete, so I did. Uh, Andrew from MA again, uh, if you cannot play my anxious voicemail that I barely choked out and instead share the gig details for your New England <laughs> listeners, it would be appreciated. September 29th, Wet Specimens, Rabid Few, Dimension, uh, which is, oh, okay, that's, so I listened to the first song from this today, and it's fucking awesome. Mm. It's uh, Shane from Anthropophagus and, uh, you know, the band that we just put out, Highball. Um, it's his band, he's singing for it, and then Will Killingsworth, I think, is playing bass or guitar in it, and and then this individual, uh, Andrew, I only listened to one song right before I came over here, and it's fucking awesome, as predicted. Uh, and then Target Scammers at the Rat Trap in Holyoke, uh, Massachusetts. Thanks, boys. I fucking hate talking on the phone, but I'm a big fan of the podcast piece. Yes, go to that show. That's a fucking sick lineup. Wet Specimens is awesome. Um, Dimension is Sounds like a good fucking, fucking show, awesome. That's a, that's a good lineup. Also, uh, I responded to this uh, last week. Uh, the Sewer Mutant movie you may have been thinking of last episode is The Suckling, a.k.a. Sewage Baby. So that's what I was thinking, too. Uh, yeah. I, I was laying in bed. I was like, is it fucking Changeling? It's, what is it? Changeling? Changeling? <laughs> yes, The Suckling. suckling yes. yes. A brothel does back alley abortions and flushes a baby. Baby gets nuclear waste on its face and mutates into a giant beast. Top tier cinema. Yeah. It is it a really looks, good one. It looks fucking... And, and, and fucking it awesome. looks gnarly as shit. Yeah, for sure. That, I, I don't know if that's uh, Stan Winston studio stuff, but uh, they're certainly drawing heavily from that. Yeah. Uh, it's in it's it, 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 it was it came out in the glut of like you know post alien mm -hmm, kind of like mm -hmm, alien mm -hmm. clone stuff. Um, addendum to my text last week about my belief that Nate is in fact the big man. Nate started off the episode morose as hell, but the mention of violently murdering the youths of hardcore cheered him right up. Maybe he's not yet been actualized as the big man. Maybe all songs about the big man to date have been prophetic in nature. Maybe we will start finding the corpses of young showgoers stamped with the 
print of zip up combat boots. I'm on to you, motherfucker. <laughs> Signed Nicholas. Yeah. It's entirely possible <laughs> for sure. Yeah. I hope it doesn't go that way. We can't have anybody thinning out the ranks any more than they already are. Uh, for the second time, an attempt at hardcore I am in has fallen into the let's try and add influences of emo into our sound death trap. As much as I can enjoy some emo groups, I genuinely think that sissy milk toast topics and derivative twinkly riffs suck all of the life and meathead aggression that I enjoy in punk and hardcore. Pushing my own taste aside, do either of you know about an album or group that mixes these two sounds in a way that doesn't blow total ass? Only one. Uh, what was that? The fucking the two lifetime records. Sure. Yeah. That's I mean, it. and and that's even that's different. That's stretching. You know? that's, stretching that's not what it. this person is talking about. Yeah. But those records are soft as shit. Yes, those records are soft and and very good. I mean, what you're talking about, like twinkly emo, like Midwest no, emo, impossible. Like, it's literally impossible. Impossible. To do. There's no way that that will ever be good. Um, the classic emo core stuff, like I, I have to imagine you're familiar with revolution summer shit so yeah i mean i just listened to rights of spring embrace gray matter this week it all holds up great those records are fucking awesome the one last wish record pretty soft very good those are the but that that's the only that's the only version that fucking works yeah for sure i don't i you can't you cannot unless you're doing like a rev summer style thing you know swizz the softer swizz material really good three any of that kind of shit blue tip um that's as close as you get to that kind yeah. of shit you know yeah. what i mean and yeah and i have to imagine that you're speaking about something different yeah it's it's that god-awful fucking whiny shit if you're talking about tap twinkly Midwest emo shit. Dude, I like it, some of those bands, but like incorporating that influence into hardcore punk, no way. I hate fucking milk toast wimps, man. I'm just gonna say it. You've said it many times. This is not a revelation. Right. No, but I mean, I hate them. Yeah, I know you. Right? Do. Yeah, I know this. I hate yes, them. it's well documented. Why you want to fucking act like that? Sure. Yeah. Who are you fucking fooling? Yeah. Right. Yes. It's. It seems more often than not like you're trying to don a cunning disguise. It really does. Yes. It really does seem like you're trying for whatever purpose. Sure. Inhabit something that you're fucking not. Maybe yeah. into a reaction because you think that like, if if you're not a fucking wimp, then you must be a fucking bonehead. Sure. Right. There's like there's no medium space for you to occupy. Right. You know. Right? But like. There's no scenario in which wimps fucking come out on top. This, None. This is the exact thing I was talking about with chill vibes only guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, no way, dude. Stop being fucking wimps. Yes. If you're born a wayfish twink and that's and your lot thing. in life, that's fine. But like. But the, the, but the, but then the fucking world weaponizes your fucking wimpdom against you. Of course. You have does. to armor yourself. Sure. Right? Yes. Stop being a fucking wimp. I, I, I'm fully on board with that. <laughs> fully on board with that. Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah. I don't mean, you don't have to go out and be some fucking, like, you know, fucking, like, bro, some fucking crew dude, some sure. fucking meathead muscle head. Right. But stop being a fucking wimp. Yeah, man up. What the fuck? No doubt. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. Sure. Yes. This is the this is the Jocko podcast portion of our show. <laughs> Wake up at 5 a.m. and do push-ups. <laughs> stop. Yeah, you, you don't even have to do that. Right. Just stop being a fucking wimp. It's like, oh, I'm sorry if I hurt your feelings. Fuck that. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah, oh, sure. I don't eat raw food. Fuck you. <laughs> Agree. Okay. I think this one comes to us from uh, Reuter um, because uh, it's an Indianapolis area code, and I think it's it's uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is him, just based on how it's written here. Let me preface this by saying that I love Post My War, Black Flag, Loose Nothing in My Head are some of the band's absolute best records, far superior to Damage or anything prior. Makes me feel like a dog locked in a hot car in a SoCal suburban parking lot in a blazing July afternoon with all the windows up, and the dog is smiling orgasmically. It's like drinking a warm Miller Lite with a little bit of formaldehyde 
pride in it in a good way. That all having been said, I wonder how much better later era Black Flag and Greg Ginn's post-flag work would have been had Ginn gotten deep into Steely Dan instead of the Grateful Dead. Like, have you ever seen what Ginn does lately? I wish I could hop into my DeLorean so I could go back in time and lock Greg Ginn in a room with just his guitar and subsequently force him to listen to Donald Fagan's 1982 masterpiece, The Nightfly. Uh, parenthetical, I'll go into just how much I loathe Jerry Garcia and his crew of heroin-addicted sexual deviants at another date. <laughs> yeah, I hope you do. Um, I can't say whether or not if he was listening to uh, Steely Dan would have influenced him to go a different and better direction. I will say that I like, I very much like the very early Grateful Dead stuff that is not jam bandy, and they lose me very quickly. And the that, real, shit that real sucks. fucking raw blasty shit. Yeah, the blasty shit, right? Yeah, that stuff. That stuff's good. Um, I like, I like the early ragtag Grateful Dead efforts. Uh, beyond that, when they go jam band, it's bad, and the culture around it is awful. I mean, I think most people could probably be positively influenced by a little Steely Dan in their listening diet, but mm. that's just my opinion. I don't, I don't like fucking art. Yeah, I know that. But so, like, I don't, I, I don't Steely, like it. But Steely Dan's got fucking tracks. Steely Dan, it's fine. Steely Dan just takes me to places in my childhood that yeah. I don't like. That's fair. Right, that's fair. You my fucking my fucking uncle's talking about how much Iron Maiden sucks. Right, right, right. While sure. we're while you know we're listening to fucking like I don't know Katie lied sure. on the fucking turntable. Yeah, 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 that's fair. Fucking blow me, Uncle Tim. <laughs> right. Yeah. Here's the kind of art that I like: Vincent naked, face down on a bed in his tunnel bed. Yeah, I think he's grabbing his cock. He, huh? He's either sleeping on his hand. Or or cupping his nuts or something. Yeah. His lips are pursed. Yeah, they are. He's thinking about Catherine. Yeah. Because they share a bond deeper than love and friendship, and even though they'll never be together, they will never be apart. <laughs> that's true. And he's soiling his fucking comforter. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Um, <clears throat> oh, God, I love all the naked I wish they'd just show him with a big boner. <clears throat> Me too. Like, why not just cross into that? We there all you. know that's what you're thinking. Oh, there it is. Oh, there it is. There it is. There's a fucking cock. <laughs> Holy There's shit! Look at that fucking. <laughs> <laughs> There's fucking look. Oh, oh his man. fucking hair all the way down to his ass crack. Yeah, dude. And he's got a fucking round peach, and then like fucking dick in the mirror. This is definitely proto furry, I would say. This proto is incredible. Stuff. Yeah, oh, for sure, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really good shit, dude. Uh, that is a fucking <laughs> hairy yank. Right <laughs> yeah, there. for sure. <laughs> Okay, so uh, this message says culture abuse would have been turnstile if they wouldn't have been canceled. Um, I don't think they would have been turnstile because they're not a hardcore band. They play uh, very accessible pop rock stuff. I really liked the record they did before they broke up. Uh, the cancellation was a thing unto itself that was I have feelings thing? about. Yeah, it was an internet I thing. I don't know anything about this. You don't know anything about this. You also wouldn't like this band particularly, I don't think. Um, I like both of the LPs. I just revisited them recently. Very good band. Yes, they would have been a huge band. They would have not been turnstile, but they would have been a huge band. Um, they had, I think, posthumously, they had a song in a key part of the uh, James Gunn Suicide Squad uh, soft reboot. Um, so that if that tells you anything, they were they were definitely reaching a mainstream audience. Um, okay, so this one is from Mike. 
Uh, it says, my face when I'm getting ready to start my basement set, but I see the big man lurking near the, sta- near the stairs. <laughs> and it's the uh, the video of the second. The second. The, the, second, the second Mitch McConnell freeze. The second freeze. public Mitch McConnell freeze. Right. Insane that they're still wheeling this guy out he, here. Arterioles dude. are just bursting left, yes. left and right in his fucking head. But they guys got to keep him trundling along. Like, why? What? Everybody knows. This he's is making the right people rich. Yeah, I mean, certainly that's probably it. Huh? Yeah, I, I actually, like... I thoroughly enjoy the cruel spectacle of it. Yeah, of course. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't feel bad for anybody involved. No, not at all. And I fucking love that this is, like, you know, full-on, like, mask off. Like, this is the fucking face of the world. For sure. Yeah, Let's so. bring this old man out, watch him have a stroke, and then pretend like nothing happened. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> I'm, on bo- I'm, on bo- I'm on board for it. <laughs> Uh, this like I wonder if they fucking take him off his his blood his blood thinners like the day before. Right. Yeah. Oh, Mitch has got a press conference coming up. Let's take him off his blood thinners. Sure. Right. <laughs> we got to fucking we got to watch him reboot. <laughs> okay. Uh, this question is: Is Brand New the worst band ever to gain notoriety? Uh, I can say with uh, certainty, no. I do not like Brand New. I never understood the hype around them. In fact, the only Brand New material I, li- I like at all is the material that I think everybody else doesn't give a fuck about. It's their really uh, their first record, your favorite record, w- your favorite weapon, which is just a, a pop-punk record of its era that's actually pretty good. Um, and beyond that, I don't give a fuck about this band. I also never even heard. Them. I don't. Re- I don't revisit that record at all. I'm a 33 year old man. Uh, it would be sus if I did. Um, but no, not by a long shot. Are they the worst band to ever gain notoriety? But they're also not good. Do they sound like Where the Slime Live? They don't sound like Where then the I'm Slime Live. I'm not interested. <laughs> they don't sound like a thing like that. They're I'm, not even asking the question. I'm not even, I know. I, we found Where the Slime Live. We found Where the Slime Live for sure. But they're not even on, on fucking Vincent's mirror. Yes, no doubt. <laughs> no. Uh, question for the pod any thoughts on throwing down at the death metal show as a short-haired punk slash corman i'm not talking crowd killing just some low-key karate moves picking up change when the riffage is appropriate i've seen fights almost break out over this sort of thing okay so yeah this depends on the setting and the context very much so i'm all for it give the fucking especially if you've got old fucking geezers right sure old fucking geezers that just want to push pit yeah number one you know the arthritis is creeping up on these guys. Absolutely. They can't do it. They can't hang if you're younger. Yeah. Run circles around them. Kick the shit out of them. Sure. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. But at like generally youth-oriented, we'll say, mm-hmm. youthful fucking death metal shows, Yeah, everything I've seen is all fair game. Yeah, 100%. All fucking fair game, and it, it looks like nobody's nobody's ever getting bent out of shape. When if, if it is youth oriented stuff, like everyone's down for whatever's going on. Yep. It's not a it's not an adversarial sort of because it was like I mean that's the classic thing, right? It's right. like the '90s all the way through into the early 2000s, mid 2000s. Even though many hardcore people liked metal and many metal people liked hardcore, it was very much a never the twain shall meet yep. sort of social thing. And you I put can put one t- jacket on for the fucking metal show. Yes. Put a different jacket on for the hardcore. Show. And I, I, I personally got in more than one fight 
that was simply because there were um, there were clashing mosh styles, right? Yeah. More than one brought more an embarrassing number of clashes yeah. Yeah, over yeah, yeah. over mosh style, right? I've so, been to plenty of shows where there's just like fight after fight after fight. Yes, for sure. The biggest uh, one of the bigger brawls I got in was started just off of that alone. Um, so yeah, just you know, read the room, but it's also increasingly common nowadays. And, and right? honestly, it, like again, if you're at a show and there's some fucking crusty old oldsters there, yeah, and you're not a wimp, yeah, fucking take it. To I them. will say when I saw MOD. Uh, they played some SOD songs, et cetera, et cetera, and it was old guys and yeah, me, yeah, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to kick the shit out of these right. fucking guys. You know, I was 21 at the yeah, time, probably. Fucking, I'm like, fucking yeah. take it to them. Well, they're playing fucking March of the SOD. Right. I'm not going to kick the shit right. out of these guys. Of course these, I am. Because these stupid fat fucks, yeah. they want to steal like they live in the fucking moment. Sure, yeah. Right? But they gave it up a while ago. We've already been fucking through it. They yeah. don't want to spill their fucking beer. Right. They think they think they, they think they can still fucking kick some fucking ass. Yeah. Meanwhile, they've been sitting on their fucking asses. Yeah. For like twenty years. Right. Take it to them. Yeah. Give them the, give them a knuckle sandwich. Take man. the knees out for sure. Yeah. Take make the sh- knees make out. Make sure they first, can't right. come back. Sure. Exactly. Right. The fucking cut off the circulation in those crusty old fucking arthritic knees. Yeah. Diabetes kicks in. Those wounds don't heal. Off they go. There you go. <laughs> um, all Sorry. Right. Uh, we got one. Should have watched your fucking diet, you fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we got one from JS. Uh, hi, gents. It's JS. I would greatly appreciate a show plug. Sunday, September 17th at Longshot in Fountain Square, Indianapolis. Greedworm from Chicago with locals. CML, crisis actor and patron saints of violence. $10, music at 7.30 p.m. Completely unrelated. Check out the newest Code Orange video with acoustic guitar. They have gone full bizarro and then some. Have a great week. So I heard a Code <laughs> Orange song on Sirius XM Satellite Radio. Yeah. It was on the Octane channel. Sure. Yeah, yeah, they've gone. They they went full bizarro a long time ago. They're full. They're I, we talked about it a little bit on the show. I know Jamie a little bit. I know Joe a little bit. I know Reba a little bit from playing shows. We used to be label mates. Uh, I was on the same label as their band Adventures for a while. Uh, played some shows together. Really nice people. Like them a lot. Haven't liked their band for years at this point. Not ashamed or afraid to say such a thing. A lot of people feel the same way. I think that they're doing a full-on wrestling bit. I think they're like, this is kayfabe. I think they are making bad music, and they know it. They, in fact, make entrance themes for wrestlers now. But you know what they're making? Yeah. Good money. And they're making good money. Bad music with good money, remember. No doubt, man. They are a full-time band. Uh, They wear, like, trench, like, leather dusters and, like, colored contacts. They're having a laugh. They're taking the piss, if I had to guess. I'm sure they have some genuine enjoyment for like the new metal bullshit, but I've heard this band make good music for many years prior to making bad music. I'm sure they're just having a good time and playing a joke on everybody. They've always kind of loved being like the odd man out and the villains. I think that's what they're doing with this too. The music is bad. I also find it very funny and have no ill will for them. You know what? You know. And even if they're even if they're fully on, yeah. Fucking who cares? Yeah, true. Yeah. Bunch of fucking wimps. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, guy with tattoo from SpongeBob got it around age nineteen twenty one. Okay, so thank you for the clarification. I mean, when I was seventeen, I got a good, clean, fun tattoo. I got a two stepping panda on the back of my yeah. legs, my back of my leg with uh, bamboo letters that say "drug free." So you know, I mean, I have a lot of tattoos from my late teens very early 20s that I wouldn't get now. Um, 
SpongeBob's a little bit rough for you know that age range. If it was fully a joke, I think you're probably in the clear of any pedo charges. Um, second part of this text is uh, also peep this vid reminded me of the wizard and barbarian enchant meme. Goblins will see you teleport and say, <laughs> he can't afford a steed. Wizards will see you sneak through the Valley of Shadows and say, he hath not the arcane might to cast invisibility. Peasants will see your subjects swear filthy to you and say, Forsooth, he be a tyrant! Lords will see you marry a comely lass and say, He has secured no alliances! Mercenaries will see you lay down your life for king and country and say, Ha! He lacketh the skill to freeboot! Knights will see you be financially compensated for your martial service and say, ah, He has forsaken the codes of chivalry! Landlubbers will witness ye board their schooner with cutlass and flintlock in hand and say, He bears no letter of mark from his majesty's government. Ugh. Pirates will see you deposit money in a bank and say, Yo-ho-ho-ho! -ho, that scallywag has no treasure to be buried! Yeah, so I, I spoke about this in exact meme format on the show and that I was a big fan of it. Yeah. It's a, it's, it is a very good meme format, for yeah. sure. And I enjoy the lengths of creativity that people have gone to with it. Um, that's our last message for the night. Okay. I think we dealt with that in a, a fairly timely fashion. We're clocking in right at an hour and a half, right where I like it. Uh, note, I will put the link to the the Vincent, to the, the Beauty and the Beast. It is mostly Vincent fan art, but I will put a link there's, to the... There, their father shows yeah, up. Yeah, father shows up for sure. Yeah, I mean, they, they mix up. it up. Dude, there's a picture of Catherine with a fucking huge tit hat. <laughs> <laughs> so you'll get to see some really cool stuff on there. Check I mean, out check out the show notes and you will, you'll see what we're talking about. You can follow along as you're listening. Um, thanks to everybody who listens. Thanks for bearing with us through all this Beauty and the Beast talk. talk but I, I have a feeling that it probably has, it's not make it's not made its last appearance. It's here. pretty sick. That. Yeah, <laughs> so, I like the paper doll that you where you can dress Vincent and Catherine in uh, sexy clothes. That's really phenomenal. Yeah. Um, thanks to everybody who listens. We'll see you next week.